This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector, and you're listening to a Working Class Bowhunter podcast. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors, and I love Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman. You're listening to Working Class Bowhunter. Somehow I got picked to be on the Sweaty Back episode. Not sure how I got that, but... Stay tuned and listen to them every week. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Tune in to the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. It's really, really not that good. <laughs> we got music back. This is episode 24, hopefully, because I said it, so therefore it is, uh, of the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Not live, but live in the studio but then you're listening on a podcast so it's kind of live for us but not for you from 1600 bucks slayer place we're in the bucketorium hitting harder than a ronda rousey right i like that Ooh, one nice and fresh man. too it's fresh and plus it's putting everybody to sleep so mm. oh. no one's crazy brazilians talking crap about other people's moms here <laughs> yeah. so we're good <laughs> yeah don't cry hey way to start <laughs> a bow hunting podcast about talking about uh fighting how original. <laughs> I know, right? First ones to ever do <laughs> Another that. one. Da-da. Another one. Another <laughs> one. Episode 24 here is going to be sponsored by Creative Critters Taxidermy there in Geneseo. Our Illinois. Buddy, Illinois. Our good buddy Mark Reif, Moneybags. We miss Moneybags, Mark Reif. He hasn't been on the... Man, we've been busy with guests. Like It's just me and Steve right now in the Bucketorium, and this hasn't happened for a bit. And it's kind of random. It's on a whim, like... We weren't really going to do an episode, and then Eric's working, Logan's doing house stuff. Here we are. Yeah. Huh? Kicking it old school. They're definitely, definitely old school. Throwback definitely. episode one, two, and three? Did definitely. We do? Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's the word of the day. Definitely. Another one. Another one. Definitely. 
another one. Uh, yeah, all right, and we've already ran out of stuff to talk about, so thank you for uh, sticking with us. Yeah, look up Creative Critters Taxidermy on Facebook. Uh, we went way off our sponsorship plug there. Yeah, um, we did. Well, and uh, it would help if he left a phone number to get a hold of him, but uh, Facebook, But luckily he's on Facebook, so that's good enough for us. You're so. slacking, Mark. You'll go to his Facebook and be like, hmm, this guy's that good. He doesn't need a phone number. Don't forget, and if you got something that uh, that you want mounted, you know, not a pet, but you have a... No pets or otter funk bands or anything like that. I mean, he'll do an otter funk band, but I mean, you're going to pay for it. So let's let keep that in mind. Yeah, let let him know you heard uh, heard about him from the working class bow hunter, and uh, he might slide you a ten percent discount. He might. He might. Maybe not though. He probably will. If he does, he could. If he doesn't, we'll float you the ten percent. Mm, we won't. But it might no. be like a ten percent coupon to some like Chinese restaurant because we don't have that kind of money. Yeah, we're not we're not money bags. Matter of fact, we might need that coupon back so we can get something to eat. So yeah, you're kind of screwed. You got to talk to Mark into that. Um, yeah. Anyway, check him out. He's a good dude. Uh, great, great mounts that he's been putting out there. Uh, Kurt has a non-hunting related story. Yeah, I want to tell this real quick because it <laughs> happened to me, and I think the guys I work with didn't believe me. Two mornings ago. So he's going to tell it on the podcast so everybody believes him. Everyone will believe this. It's in Sherrard, man, Mercer County, Illinois. It's pretty believable. I'm on my way to work, and I got to be to work at five. So I'm just before four thirty. I'm leaving Sherrard. There's a yield sign about baseball throwing distance away from my house. Like not for even you throwing a baseball, or for like, well, Mark Pryor throwing a baseball for me throwing a baseball. Well, you and Mark Pryor throwing baseball now. Yeah. So only time there's ever I have to wait for a car. It was the other morning, and I let this guy go in front of me. And it's a good thing I did. I'm following this guy up, I don't know, First Street or whatever it is in Sherrard, um, past the old the old 7-Eleven, the only thing Sherrard has. Which hasn't had gas in four weeks. Yeah, that's no lie either. The whole freaking parking lot's dug up right now. But anyway, I'm driving behind this guy, and I see this flash of light, and I see his headlights spin around, and I see this big thing standing on the side of the road. I couldn't tell if it was pitch black. And I had my brights off because this guy was in front of me. I slow down and swerve over, and this guy's in the ditch. I get out of my car, walk over there all cautious. I didn't know what the heck to expect. You know, I just kind of had the flashlight on my phone. And he's, like, up next to a cornfield in this ditch, you know, all down in there. And I'm going around to walk to the driver's side, and I, there's somebody beating on the back passenger side rear window. Hey, 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 yelling. I'm like, oh, this guy has a car full of people probably drinking or something because it was early in the morning. I go up, and I'm like, oh, it was this dude. He couldn't get out of his driver's door because it was all smashed in. He rolled. <laughs> so he hit the ditch. It, well, what, uh, what happened was, oh, I get him out of the car. He's freaking out. He thought his car was on fire because of all the smoke or powder or whatever from the airbags. Both airbags went off. I yanked the door open. He's like, is it on fire? Is it on fire? I'm like, no, you're good. You're good. I call the fire department. They're on their way. He's like, did you see that in the road? It was like a cow or a horse or something. And I'm like, I seen something, but I didn't know what it was. I was like, did you hit it? He's like, no, I swerved around it and hit the ditch and flipped. And his whole, like, where the windshield was, was all crashed in. He couldn't get his doors open. And this, he's just freaking out. God, yeah, there was a cow in the road, man. I, and I'm like, man, good thing I let you go in front of me. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have probably smoked it. And uh, the cop came. It took a little while for this state trooper to get there, which I thought was a little weird. It's like, yeah, I got a call a little while ago. Someone said there was about 30 of them out, 30 cows. Oh, so he was responding to the cow call? Yeah, no, I mean, he was already on his way, yeah, and then he got the call that this guy had flipped his car. 
<laughs> so I'm like, geez, dude. Yeah, this guy was stuck in his car. I had to help yank that door open. Anyway, that was that was my morning. So I was like, dude, you got lucky. You would have hit that cow. You it could have killed you. Wow. Uh, this Sherrard, Kurt, so. Kurt saved a guy's life, and that does not. <laughs> we did not make that. that up. But it helps flow nicely into this next segment because we we do want to let you guys know it is Tree Stand Safety Awareness Month. And that's August, you know, because so, it's the podcast. You can really listen to this whenever. Yeah, but. this is for August of uh, 2015, whatever it is. So not only did Kurt save some dude's life, uh, but we are hoping that we can save each and every one of your lives out there. Um, we're not sponsored by... Yeah, we're not going to give you a harness. Just yeah, be aware that you yeah, need don't, one. Don't get the wrong <laughs> idea, but... but well, actually, know. we do have... I do have a couple I could probably hand out. So if you do need one contact, I could send you. I got yeah. a couple to hand out. So if yeah. you need one that bad, then hit me up. I'll, I'll send one out to you. I mean, you know, make sure every time you get in a tree, you, you are wearing your, your safety harness because, you know, number one, it'll... It, First and foremost, you know, we need everybody, all the hunters that listen to this alive so they can continue to listen to a fantastic podcast. It's really the only reason why that's we need really to stay it. Alive. That's really it. I mean, you know, but again, second, you have family second, you and friends family that need you around, and, you know, it might ruin the hunt, you know. First and foremost, our podcast. I mean, psh, let's be real. But yeah, we we definitely need you guys to come back and <laughs> listen to it. So, uh always wear that uh wear that safety harness. Um Yeah, and you know, if you saw that uh that video that kid and that climber shooting his bow out of the head. He's on like a telephone pole, and that thing falls on him. He's not up very. Have you seen that? I've I've seen that. Yeah, it's like it's, ah, poor kid, but jeez, dude. Yeah, you know, and and always make sure you know, not only you know because it's August, it's when you're going out and you're you're putting the stands up. And hey, Steve, don't preach to us, but listen, get the lifeline. We need to reiterate hanging. it so we can sleep at night knowing that we have an outlet that we can get to potentially five to eighteen people. You know. <laughs> <laughs> five to 18 where where that safety harness you know when you're putting up not, not only are you thinking about that but every time you're putting up uh stands you know you're thinking about you know yeah i gotta always wear my safety harness but you know i gotta make sure this this um tree stands safe and secure and you know at, at the end of the day you just want to be able to get down out of that hopefully after you shot shot your you know that one you've been chasing you want to get out safely. You don't want to have to worry about anything. And if something does happen, you know. Just be safe. Be aware. Be yeah. safe. You got people to go home and see, people that love you. And make sure We pe- love you if you're here listening to this. So uh, And make sure people do know where you are. I mean, you know, this can extend a little bit further. Is You know, always let people know. So if, if they don't expect you, if they are expecting you home and you're not there, you know, maybe and you're not answering your call, if, at least if you let somebody know where you are. And a good thing is. Oh, Charge your phone. Charge your phone. Text them. Yeah. Let, labeling where your stands are, just so somebody, if they have to come out and find you. Yeah, you don't want to do that because then your dirty hunting buddies might be able to know exactly where your spots are. Just text somebody and say, hey, I'm, I'm just kidding. Anyway. Well, you can always get better buddies. Anyway, you can't get a better life. <laughs> we're rambling. We're rambling. Yeah, we're rambling. We just Again, we just want you be guys safe. to be safe. We love you. Um, Thanks for listening. That's all. Just keep listening. All you have to do is <laughs> remember to wear that safety harness so that when you can get out of that tree, you can get in the truck. Or van or whatever you drive to the Subaru, state. whatever and, it may be. And put us on and, and listen to our calm voices. Because what's better, listening to us or being dead? Bad, don't don't email and tell us that. We don't really yeah, want Yeah, we don't hear On to the next one. Um, right. Another one. We don't, another one. We don't really <laughs> do the uh, – so well, we, we've we been trying to do the social media shout-out um, with guests. It's kind of hard to do. We kind of – we're limited to an hour roughly. We don't go too long to bore you out of your minds. 
But we do have a kind of, it's not really a social media thing. I guess in a way it is. I don't know if iTunes would be kind of be considered an outlet of social media. I guess kind of in a way. Um, but we got a review on our podcast. I just happened to run across it. And this is probably one of the best compliments we could get on our show because this person understands the dynamic of what yes. we're about. And, you know, we're serious, but we, we joke around. I mean, mainly we're just here to have a good time. And this guy got it. So I just wanted to read his, uh, basically his review and tell him thanks. So hopefully he still listens because this was on July 22nd. He or she. He or she. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, title, Refreshing Podcast. Five stars. Thank you. Five. Whole star. I'll tell you what. There's hotels that don't even get five stars. I've never stayed in a five-star hotel. I'm telling you, I've stayed in hotels and you lay your head down and... Bed bugs. Mm, no, no bed bugs. I still wouldn't <laughs> rate them five stars because I heard a kid crying. But continue. I'm I'm off topic. Anyway, by WV Runner. I've listened to about every hunting podcast out there, and there's about five that I continue to listen to. Top five. This is one. It's refreshing to hear a lighter side. These guys are serious, but don't pretend to know everything. Thank you. Even though Steve thinks he does know everything. Well, I do. S- Steven's off-topic rants are usually pretty funny. Eh, I beg to differ on that one. But Well, he spelled my name wrong, so I don't think he's talking about me. Eh. Or she. He or she spelled my name wrong. I'm sorry. Also, any podcast that mentions the band Clutch and plays The Devil Makes Three had my respect. <laughs> Keep it up. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, kind person, for understanding our dynamic and kind of our vibe. That means a lot to us. And I read that, and I called Steve immediately and said, dude. That is, you know, it's what we, I mean, it's what we really aim to accomplish here. You know, it was like, you know, we got into this podcast. It's like, how far can we take it? We can take it as far as we want. You know, that, that's and even all... then, we can run this baby straight into the dirt like yeah. we're doing right now and keep on keeping on, right? Exactly. We can do whatever we want, but, you know, just... <laughs> it's our podcast. What, what helps that, keep guys. us... Yeah. <laughs> you know, keep we, listening. I'm just kidding. We we work hard to, you know... Well, we don't work that hard, but it just... It's, it's so nice to, you know, know that at least somebody can enjoy something that we put out, and that just makes us feel so good... Yeah, and, it was like good. our egos are like the Mercury's rising on there, and <laughs> all right. Anyway, we ramble, we ramble. Thank you guys for that. Let's get on to this. Kurt next trying thing. to stay on topic because there's no one here to correct us. Yeah, there's not. It's like no, you can hear crickets in our our gaps between our voices right now, and uh, yeah, that's what we're doing now. I just I killed it here. Just listen. Okay, back onto it. The John Deere Roadkill Buck. <laughs> I don't even want to know what you were attempting to do, but... I'm just going. I'm like, I'm kind of hyped up for some reason. I'm not sure why. Well, I don't know either. I think that story about me saving the dude, out of helping him get out of his car, got me all like adrenaline rushed. Did again. his breath smell like alcohol? No, he was on his way to work. He could have been drunk, but he, I don't think he was. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. He could have been drunk on his way to work. He did live in Sherrard. He's trying to drink his but sorrows did, so you did. So there was cows out there? Oh yeah, I seen. I, okay. I saw it, but I didn't like. It didn't click what it was. He was wearing his seatbelt too, right? He had a high vis shirt on. He was going to work, Dude. so he was somewhat safe. But uh, <laughs> it didn't help him. Trace but stand safety awareness month, man. I'm telling you guys, just seriously, just just listen to us. Where that send, whoever sends us a picture, we're going on. We're on 14 minutes of nothing right now. I don't care. Whoever sends us a picture of them in a tree stand with a safety harness on, we'll give you a shout out. You yeah, could be famous like us. We'll get you on some sort of pro staff on social media, I promise you. <laughs> you can you can put that in you can put that at the top of your Instagram page at Tree Stand Safety, Safety Pro Staff. For the working class 
<laughs> like Whatever. I, I, you know, if it helps keep people safe, I don't care. I'll do it. I'm just going to say that I'm on a tree stand safety pro staff because, I mean, who else is going to know? Catches our first fish. Next day is on 13 pro staffs. <laughs> <laughs> we kid. We kid, but you know what? You know, if you can get on any pro staff, do it. One Hope. pro staff, another one. Another one. All right. We're on a bad rant. So, know that. So I, we put a picture up on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Did we put it on Twitter? That's your job. Mm, anyway. I can guarantee that we did not because I didn't. Okay. There's this buck called... We just call it the John Deere Roadkill Buck. Well, the John Deere Road Roadkill Buck is really what it should be called. And there's there's two cool stories that coincide with this. Yeah, okay, so I'll go ahead and just kick it off. I'll give you a background. If you're from the Quad Cities and you've heard of this, send us an email, a message on any social media. We want to hear, because I know a lot of people Hold have on. seen. I know you want to do it, but I want, uh, you know what, uh, just so I can have the magic of everybody, I want you to tell it how I first heard about it. Okay, I'm trying to give a background, though. No, don't give a background. Okay. I want, I want you to tell the story. Like with the whole, the whole tank situation? No, 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 no. I w- because I want, I, I, I'll tell it, and then I want you to tell it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because okay. 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 this was this was news to me. All right, so we go out last uh, couple weeks ago, and we're out. In- oh, this is recent. This is yeah. recent. Okay, okay. This is recent, yeah. So we go out. Don't uh, tell too much. Just tell this part, and then I'll, I'll pick up your. Yeah, your- we'll, we'll, we'll just tell this part. And, uh, you know, Kurt may or may not have won a gun shooting competition, but that's neither beside yeah, the I point. I want a bow shooting competition too. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, but, you know, we, we went out to this guy and he had a redneck day, so, you know, guns, bows, and taekwondo, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's a real story. <laughs> yeah, that really dude. happened. I got a video. I of forgot it. about the taekwondo <laughs> part. No, that so, was real. So, yeah, it, it starts raining. Everybody huddles in this guy's garage, and we're at this guy's house, and it's, it's just gorgeous out. The guy lives on Whitetail Lane. Serious hunter. And uh, we're all kind of gathered around telling stories and he's got this this tabletop and there's a picture here and I like look at it and I look at this this deer and it looks like I don't know it looks like a a a, a picture that if you were going to look in like a dictionary or something about a perfect white-tailed deer yeah just something I look at it and I'm just like kind of staring at it and Kurt walks over and he goes dude I know that buck. I've held that buck's antlers in my hand. I'm like, here we are 35 miles from home. Random picture in a random guy's house. You know, we met him through a friend of a friend. If anyone knew that was just cut out of a magazine or something, that picture. That's all I thought it was. And then Kurt's like, I know that buck. I remember antlers when I see him. So he tells me the story. And there's no way that, like, you know, I, I don't think you had to have been there. But just understand that. In some guy's house that this is the first time we've met, there's a buck right there. Mm-hmm. And now Kurt will give you the the background of this because it all comes back around. Okay, I'll, I'll just start this story at the beginning. And for people that live in Moline, Illinois, where John Deere is made, we talk about it all the time on our podcast, there's the John Deere Glass Palaces. I guess, isn't that what it's referred to? Yeah, the World Headquarters. I was there two days ago. Yeah, down just off John Deere Road in Moline. Um, but if you go down from the Glass Palace, I don't know, a couple of miles, there's a farm and fleet and a cemetery with a Western Illinois branch university right there. Tank, Cameron Tank, that was, uh, I always say his name that way. Tank, Cameron Tank. Tank, Cameron Tank. He was on episode <laughs> 13. Check that out. Are you uh, sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, right? 
Oh, whatever. This might be 24. Wait, no, he might be way after 13. What anyway? Anyway. Just good. listen from 13 on. If you don't hear him, go back to yeah. one. Good, good dude. He'll be on again. 12. He calls me. I mean, this was a couple of years ago, a few years ago, maybe. Kurt, I'm leaving Farm and Fleet, and I just seen, a, I swear, a 200-inch deer run from Western Illinois University across the road up into the cemetery. Brow tines split all over the place. He's like, it had to have been 200 inches. And, you know, when someone tells you that, you go, um, yeah, maybe one. 50s or something you know at the most it's just it's easy for not that i didn't believe him but it's just always easy to see a buck get excited and over exaggerate the size of the deer so i'm like okay whatever i believe you you know it's a, he probably seen a really big buck because tank knows big deer i don't know two weeks week two weeks later i get a, a picture sent to my phone of this buck on the ground and this guy's holding it in this guy's driveway and this thing looks ridiculously wide. Um, and the caption, I can't remember who sent it to me. Caption said, John Deere roadkill buck. John Deere road roadkill buck. And so I started doing some digging. I know a lot of people that hunt in the area. Um, a lot of people that have access to antlers through various ways, whatever. Come to find out, the, the first picture I saw of that deer was the guy, this is a story I've heard. The, the deer was hit by a car. A week or two after Tank seen it, saw it, whatever, and the guy pulled it into a walk-in freezer with the skull plate split, and then it froze that way. So the picture that was floating around was of this 200-inch deer, whatever, with a split skull plate, so it looked four, five, six-inch. I mean, it looked looked fake wide is how wide the inside spread looked. So I'm like, okay, that, that doesn't look natural. I know what a skull plate, you know, looks like. I did some digging, called some buddies, ended up calling a guy. Hey, man, what do you know about this deer that was hit on John Deere Road? I don't know anything about it. Oh, come on. What do you know about this deer? I know you had to hear something. Ah, yeah, I got it. Why don't you come down and take a peek? <laughs> okay, I'll be right down. I go down and look at this thing. Turns out I was right. The skull plate was split. He had the skull plate uh, bonded back together. <laughs> and I... <Yeah. laughs> well, I mean... Th- I forgot about that. The yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently this uh, this monster of a of a buck, this magnificent buck, like it's about the same treatment as a rusty El Camino, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doing a bondo job. So <laughs> that just cracks me up. I don't. I grabbed this rack, and if you know where this buck is from, it's in town between Moline, East Moline. Um, yeah, it's. That's it's, one of the it's busier roads. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh up up the hill there's Valspar paints and there's like a Kmart up there. The picture that was on that guy's desk that we seen in um the other day at the shoot, that was that picture was taken over by Kmart up by Avenue of the Cities. Well, I had heard that guys have been t- uh watching that deer for years behind Valspar. There's a ravine that runs behind Valspar paint right there. And guys would always take pictures of this deer. And uh but I actually held this rack in my hand. We put the picture up on Facebook. It's the top. It's one picture is me of is me holding the rack, and the other one's the actual picture of the deer. Um, <laughs> and so what happens is I get this picture of me in this rack, and I'm getting a little long winded with this story here. But I send it to a couple buddies, and of course, you know, that goes viral. This is that buck that well locally. 
I see one of my good buddies. I was actually, I think, measuring a deer for him that he killed the season before. And he brings his mount over, and we're sitting there talking. I'm like, yeah, man, you see that deer that got hit by that car on John Deere Road? Yeah, here, man, I got a picture of it. I'm like, okay. I didn't say nothing. I wanted to see what picture he had. Well, he pulls it up. It's the picture of me holding the rack. Yeah, man, some kid's holding it. And I had, like, shaved or something. Or I had, I can't remember. I sha- I was shaved in the picture. I always normal ha- normally have some sort of scruff. And he's like, I'm like, dude, that's me in that picture. Holy crap, it is you. I get, it went viral around, like, the Quad Cities. People were sending it out. But What what year was this? <sighs> Two years ago. Maybe maybe three years ago. Go look on our Facebook and see this see this buck. It's magnificent. Maybe that story is a little drug out um, for what it maybe should have been. But it, no, but 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 the coolest part for us is is looking at this picture that this guy had randomly, and just like Kurt's like. I've held those antlers. Well, it's kind of hard to when you see this rack. It's the the buck's left side. Its brows is just full of splits and abnormal points like crazy. So it's it's no doubt it's the same deer that I'm holding the rack and the and in the picture. So there's a uh, and you know that that got us talking because a couple days after that I got I saw this picture. One of the uh, local he's an uh, he's a radio talk show host. He lives in Moline. Mm-hmm. And he sent, he posted a picture on his Instagram. I'll see if we can uh, post it up there. I don't want to use his his picture without his permission or anything. So I'll, I'll, I'll message him and see if we can uh, post this. But it's just in Moline. This buck is in velvet, and I sent it to. I saw a picture of it. It's in this guy's house. And but well, from it's what I've heard, solid he high one forties ten pointer. It's like a high one forties. It's like great buck. Just no matter in where you are, I city. Like I. You, if I saw one of these on my trail cam, I'd I'd be like, there I know is. who I'm going after. But just in a neighborhood, you know, it's kind of a. Well, here's the thing. Before we get too far off the John Deere buck thing, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. It... I know that buck, it, it did get mounted. Eventually, this guy had it mounted. And if anyone from the Quad City area or surrounding area knows the guy who. Because what happened is I think an old lady or a girl hit it with her car, and this guy parked and, and, and you know was like, hey, can I have that? And she's like, oh, I don't care. That's a story I heard, and the guy took it and is getting it mounted. And I know it's mounted by now. Maybe it's not. Um, so it was supposed to be getting mounted. If you know who has it and connection to anything, shoot us an email. I'd love to talk to the guy to kind of hear the story of, like, and we can interview him, how he walked up and – you know, if he if he knows what it is, I heard rumored. I personally didn't put a tape to it and measure it. I heard two twenties. Um, to me, that might be a little big. I was guessing like over two hundred, over two hundred for sure. But I I don't know exactly. I the I was told two twenty, and I, I'm thinking that's <laughs> gross. I mean, but still, it's probably over two hundred. Think about the yeah. and, and 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 I apologize if you're not familiar with the area, but where that buck was. Google John Deere headquarters, and it's right in front. That is very busy down there. To to think that, and and how old would yeah. you suspect this this buck was? At least five and a half, I would say. So five and a half years, gruesome mass. I mean, you know, there's some corn, corn and soybean fields right there. It's right I by mean, the Rock River too. I mean, yeah, it's not too far away, but but still, if that's a very busy area, and for this, there's enough woods for some good, a good. 
a decent deer population to thrive because there's Blackhawk College right there. There's some timber right there. Oh yeah, and then there's actually more timber behind the John Deere headquarters than probably what you would think. Oh no, I know. I, I when I was there, I went there twice this week, uh, just for you know various things and <laughs> for work. Just yeah, it was around. for work. It was for work. I, I didn't go in there. Don't Scouting. Think, yeah, then, no. Don't Hanging think I'm like. Cams. Don't think I'm like hanging out and they're like talking to big wigs. No. But, you know, just driving out through there, I mean, you know, you, you see them every once in a while. I remember I, we were sitting out there in the parking lot uh, a couple months back, and here comes two does just very nonchalantly walking by. And well, My mom used to work there and would see deer all the time pulling in that parking lot. She used to work yeah. at the glass bar all the time. She would see big bucks bedded down with does and stuff right there. And I don't know. I know guys work at Experimental, and they got all that, all that fenced in, and – you see big deer in there all the time. I saw, I saw a turkey there. I sent it to uh, sent it to a buddy of ours who works at Experimental. There was a turkey <laughs> just kind of hanging out right by the fence. I drove by. I look at this. I stop and I'm just looking. They're so you. They're not hunted and they're just so used to people pulling up on you know John Deere gators and stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we we kind of got a little off topic. That's a, that's some local stuff, but I mean it's it's a good story it is what it is go to go to our facebook and look at the picture of this deer and you'll see why we kind of spent so much time on that it's it's a big deal you know in town 200 this year just don't come around like that yeah and and we want to hear i mean if you're listening you know your small town america or whatever and you got if you got some cool stories like that yeah it would be cool to hear like these big buck stories in town because these pictures of this deer are daylight pictures yeah that's not like and you see cars behind it too yeah there's like buildings and stuff and all that i mean that's just it's so odd to think about that, but it happens, and you know we want we, yeah. we want to hear about it. Uh, we want to hear your guys's. And I mean, I remember a couple years ago there was a turkey that <laughs> that he was gobbling at every single. He was running after cars. He was up by the hospital in uh, Rock Island. Yeah, it's a turkey. A couple years ago, give me and, one of those sodas, Steve. Oh yes, you can have one. But yeah, we want to hear your stories. Um. The big thing in the news right now, and I'm kind of, I, I kind of don't even want to talk about it. Um, and we're already halfway through the episode, so we're gonna just try and spend ten minutes on this. It's gonna be hard. The whole, and I, I don't even really want to talk about it. To be honest, the whole Cecil the lion. You mean Cecil the lion? Whatever. Oh, so we can't even agree on his name. It shouldn't even have a name. Yeah, don't name... It's not a Disney <laughs> character, man. What's that word for putting animal characteristics on... Or human characteristics on animal on animals? Wow, animals. I talk. Dude, the only thing that needs to be put on animals is frosting and on animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. kind of hungry. All right. Here, let, let, let's break it down. I don't even know the facts. I just want to say this on my end. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off on this episode. Oh, you're fine. I'm all yeah, fired up. Um, I don't know the fine details of this story. That's mainly because I don't care, and I'm sick of like the mainstream feeding us this no, you, bullshit. Do you know why you don't media. know? Do you know why you don't know the fine details? Because nobody knows the fine details. Okay, that might be why. That's probably that's why <laughs> I didn't look into it really in the first place. Because I know no one knows, but everyone has a set opinion. On let me, let me paint a picture for you. Okay, they, he went. This dentist paid money to go to Zimbabwe, and allegedly, because none of this is none of this is confirmed, as far as you want to say. Yeah, now it is confirmed. Okay, you're <laughs> you're dealing with a country like Zimbabwe, and I'm not. Gonna try and knock. Is that where any, it happened, Zimbabwe? Yeah, I'm not gonna try and knock any countries here, but uh, 
Go ask Zimbabwe if they're corrupt and listen to the answer, and then uh, just Wikipedia that country. Let's see how corrupt they are. But yeah. it's it, it's neither here nor there. I mean, you know, there's good people that live in Zimbabwe that, and you and I both know, and we'll get into this a little bit that the people in Zimbabwe can really benefit off these American dollars going into hunts like this. Now, my personal opinion of all this, okay, so allegedly he... Well, the big they, thing they is that it. he poached, right? Is that well, what they're saying? What yeah, is... That's kind of what they're saying. Here's here's what I gathered from it. I, I'll, I'll speak my piece. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I'll let you. Right, Wait so... on, because you know more about this than I do. I'm just kind of <laughs> the dude in here. So what allegedly happened was they lured a lion out of its sanctuary and then shot said lion with a bow and arrow and then tracked it for 40 hours and then shot it with a gun. As soon as I heard that, I bumped the brakes and I said, okay, you shot a lion and had to track it for 40 hours. And I thought I was the only one that said this, but Cameron Haynes went on and said, if I'd have shot that lion, he'd have ran 30 yards and dropped. Yeah. Now, and, and everybody say, well, the lion's more muscular than than uh, than than deer are. Uh, it doesn't matter. You put a good shot on a lion. Yeah. You knock out both those lungs. That lion's gonna drop the yeah. same way a white a, a white tail buck. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll go a little bit further. Maybe it's got a little bit more muscle behind there. But yeah, but when you're hitting ribs, man, you, you don't really have that much muscle built on ribs. And if you know, you know you're hunting saying? big game, your your bow's got to be tuned up now. Where it, where he lost me was forty hours and shot it with a gun, which led me to believe that he didn't make a good enough shot on this lion. Mm-hmm. Which after forty hours, they should have called it quits and said that lion walked away. Lions are tough; they're the some of the toughest beasts. King of the jungle, out there. King of the jungle probably could survive. Here's the thing: I don't, I'm, I don't know about all the the. Bo- I don't know about any of that. Who knows what could have happened? Who knew? Who knows how true that even is? You know who knows if that's even if that's even true, and that's why I almost hate to talk about it. But continue on, continue on. But I just want to I just wanted to throw that in there. No one really yeah. knows if any of this is. No one really true. knows, and and you know what? That's and again, and, and this is me getting a little too personal, and maybe people don't like me going on rants, but rant away. It's a it's a lion. Like everyone's like, oh, he's revered. It was a lion, okay. You know, and not to sound like there's there's a lot more stuff going on in the world. Like, all right, all right, yeah. I, do I think a lion should have been poached? No. no. Is it fine that a lion gets shot? Yeah, it's absolutely fine because we're going to get into it about conservation. If, if this guy did poach, go ahead. I'll let you go. If this guy poached, then yeah, put him in jail. I don't care if if you poached or maybe not that part, but fine him. If he really poached, if he if he says he didn't know which. If he full-blown poached like what I've heard, I'd put him in jail. Yeah. He should be responsible for his actions. You shouldn't Peta, poach. Peter's calling for him to be hanged. Now. now. <laughs> come on. That's Peter, but regardless, all right. He's got to be responsible for his actions. If if he poached, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it sounds like, I don't know either way. I got like to tell you this, though. He's not going to get a fair trial in Zimbabwe. No. That, go- that government is as crooked as the number five. Now, <laughs> I just I, I I don't get why we're so upset about you know some lion and people say well you don't got a heart well no I do have a heart I don't want this lion to be killed illegally there's laws for a reason however there's a couple more things happening in the world like uh yeah. you know people getting uh 
people getting thrown off of roofs for uh, you know who they want to who they love and who they're attracted to. Well, you it, know that's a whole different thing. But yeah, that but 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 this lion here's here's the thing is. I'm going to feed a little bit. Of, I'm not going to – I don't know a lot of the details, so I kind of removed myself from it in a way. But I'll kind of give my take on – without knowing the full story of just a generalized look on – you know, if he's poaching, shame on him. Deal with him as he needs to be dealt with, whatever. That's not right. You shouldn't poach. I'm never – never poach, whatever. Always do it by the, the rule book. Um, the first problem is you named a wild animal that's a king of the jungle. <laughs> a lion is a ruthless – killer it's a wild animal man it's a lion it's a it's a it's a goddamn lion you don't put a name on a a wild lion and expect it to like have this personality disney ruined this for all hunters it's it it really is what it boils down to the whole oh, wait, no, hold, thing, on, hold on hold on disney ruined it well because can, because apparently scar was a a, a standout guy <laughs> Well, he's a lion, so that's that's kind of how that's kind of how American politics are. Whether you want to believe it or not, if you're one side of the party or not, if you're one side of the party, you can get away with anything. Because apparently, Scar can't be poached. Like, really, this guy killed his brother. How come I can't? How come I can't shoot him? <laughs> well, all right, let me get. He back. threw his brother into a herd of wildebeest. Let me get back into it <laughs> on a without getting too off topic, Steve. <laughs> it's just you're putting. Human characteristics on animals, wild, crazy, killer animals. Like, lions kill. See that video that I posted on my Facebook, Steve? That male lion. And this is, like, I know bears, um, like, I don't know if black bears do this, but brown bears do. Um, I've heard Cam Haynes talk about it a little bit. And lions do this, too. I put the video up on my Facebook because i seen Cameron Haynes posted it. Mature, mature male animals, they're basically going to make their genes the only gene their gene pool the only gene pool no 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 they're not no they're not because these animals are cute and cuddly now you're wrong so here's the thing there's i put this video up but cecil the lion was attraction people came to see him because he's cute and cuddly now well no one really wanted to cuddle cecil the lion did they i doubt they cuddled if they did mm, you must be a bad mofo because anyway what i'm getting to is mature animals we'll just we'll go lions we're talking about lions this lion, Cecil, and I'm doing like air quotes here, was a mature lion, like 13 years or something they said he was. I think so. He was I, can't, old. I can't remember how old lions are, but yeah, he was up there. This lion, our pal Cecil, without a doubt. Cecil. Cecil. What? I don't care. Killed cubs, other cubs, just brutally just kills them to kill them. And I guess the theory is puts the female lion back into heat once they kill the cubs of another male. Yeah, because I, 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 I thought I heard something about that again. I know bears. We don't plan to know it all, but. Yeah, that's why bears do it, I think. And uh, But I got this video of this mature male lion running down a bunch of lion cubs. Boom, runs with the first one, grabs it by its neck, crushes its head. No, he was. All right, look. Don't try here's, and here's make this seem like he's story. playing here's patty cake. Here's the background cake. story about it. Look. All right, I'm not going to say And we're not that, conservationists here, so we just sound like a bunch of idiots in Gerard talking about I'm not going to say that Cecil the lion was... I'm not going to say he had an extra chromosome, but... 
Okay. Okay. No, all, all right. They no. should have named him Lenny. No. No. Let me get this he, out. He was no. All he was hoping was for the alfalfa. <laughs> okay. And then if had his pal George came and saved the day, he wouldn't have. No. 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 What I'm going is <laughs> the reality of it is Cecil, Cecil, whatever. Cecil. This lion went through and killed cubs ruthlessly for his sake of his gene pool. Even if he's past breeding point, I don't know how old, you know past breeding stage a lion gets at what age but 13 years old is pretty old for a wild animal that animal is probably the right animal to take out of the herd rather than killing a three-year-old male lion versus a 13 year old i think the 13 year old lion is much better off being shot with an arrow and or a gun whatever and being put out of his misery i mean it's in a quick kill rather than being mauled to death by something else and bleeding out somewhere yeah. or gored by a, a water buffalo. I mean, you know, for 13 years, like he was, well, I'm not going to say 13 years, probably about a good maybe 10, maybe nine, seven years, something like that. It was only his genes running. Now, as conservationists say, you know, his genes Say he couldn't produce offspring that would survive. You know, say there was there was something going on. Well, I, I, mean, you know, I imagine a certain age, just like yeah, us when we get fifty, you're not going to see us going around. Yeah, we're not Billy Joel. We're not going to have a kid <laughs> at sixty five. <laughs> but you know what but, I mean? Though he's killing cubs, so basically he's hurting things. He's going yeah. through because he don't know that he can't have. It, it, that's the case. I don't know. We don't know. We're not biologists. Yeah, nobody but. nobody really knows. And, you know, everybody jumped to all these conclusions. And, and you know, you start seeing what the, what the media is going to do. You know, there's some guy who tweeted that this dentist apparently donated money to Mitt Romney. And most of this, and I'm, I'm telling you what this is, it's not about the lion. It's about, do I want to say this? Kurt, do I want to say this? You say whatever you want, man. It's your podcast. It's about tearing down. I I I don't know how to how to put this all into one. I'm not going to say it's the okay. I'll just let you make your own conclusions. Sorry. If they posted, if they say that all hunters are bad, and uh, that he donated to Mitt Romney, so therefore people who donate to Mitt Romney are bad. All these so. What this is is a. <laughs> I don't even know if I don't even know. Spit it out. I don't want to say it, but I think this is a ploy to trash the Republican Party. Well, I don't because, know because because let me back it up with some facts. Whether you want to take the I, I I say if you want to take the other Republican Party, that's fine with me. I'm I don't associate with any political party, but that's all this really is because you go and look and ask the people of Zimbabwe if they care about a lion dying. Dude, they don't care. They really don't care. They're like, uh, yeah. You know, anything, the, the us first... going in and killing lions is the most important thing and the only thing that country has income-wise to yeah. help them with anything there is. That's how people there are getting meat, their, any other food, because they're using the money that we're bringing in. And it's not now, broke dudes from Sherrard like me going over there yeah. to kill lions. It's guys that are paying it's money, 50, like 50 plus, plus. You know, If you're going to go kill whatever else. All that money goes in, you know, there's guides, there's trackers over there. They're making money. They're feeding their families. All that that money's going somewhere. That Providing... money does go to conservations when you get it right. Now, if you go to There a wouldn't be like... lions if there wasn't for hunters. It, yeah. It just 
think about that. And what, because there are legitimate poachers like that. Like, don't think that this guy is a legitimate pe- because if he is saying he didn't know if he paid money to do this, I guarantee they weren't going out in the middle of the night with yeah. 308s or AKs and blowing this lion away. Like if he shot it with a bow and arrow, hunters doing it the right way prevents poachers from doing it the wrong way. Yeah. We're there to it's, we could do a hundred podcasts over this, and I'm trying to kind of get this wrapped up because we're kind of getting long winded with it, and I it's just kind of been killed. But hunters stop poachers, and if you don't hunt, you're not going to really understand that because we get super deep into it. We, we'll talk more about that. We'll get it'll be that's another. We'll just dedicate a whole episode to this. Yeah, but basically, getting into the next segment is everyone on here is like trophy hunting, ego hunting, blah blah blah. All trophy hunting is, <laughs> is really all it is, is being selective in your hunting. Uh, would you, Mr. and Mrs. Anti-Hunter, if I'm having a conversation with you, are you, and they always want to ask this, are you a trophy hunter? Well, yeah. Well, do you eat the things you kill? Well, yeah, I do. I'm a trophy hunter. I, I kill big, I like to kill big bucks. Do you eat them? Of course I do. Oh. And then it stopped for a second, and it, and it goes to their head. Of course I eat it. What do you, you think? I'm some barbarian? Like what? Yeah, like there's, there's no. All right, here's again. Let me let, let me break down what what's what's going to happen here because well, I'm a barbarian would eat it's it's meat, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, don't don't think I'm just crazy and coming up with conspiracy theories because I'm I'm watching how this all unfolds. Uh, a late night host by the name of uh, Jimmy uh, Kimmel. No. He went into this rant, and, and, and I'll tell you what he said that that kind of made me just look at it. You know, you start seeing all these guys. Uh, who's the uh, who's the other cat that uh, uh, Ricky Ricky Gervais? Oh God! You know they they post pictures of of guys taking pictures. This is how a real man uh... shoots a lion. It's like, why do you get to decide what a man is? How come? Being Why isn't everyone man? making fun of freaking Caitlyn Jenner a little bit more instead of focusing on this line? Uh, because uh, nobody wants to touch Caitlyn because uh, she's a conservative, and uh, that's 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 a no no for that's that's a whole a whole nother uh, <laughs> whole nother anyway. podcast. But but he said this, and he said, you know, if you want to go trophy hunting, if you can't get it up, then I guess you have to. I'm like, okay, okay, here's. <laughs> Hey, hey, look, well, I, I, I don't want to get too deep into that. I don't want to get too deep it's into that. It's kind of off it. I don't want to get into that. It's it's just bullshit, and that guy needs to shut his mouth. And I'm does. saying the SH word on the That's podcast, fine. but it's necessary. I just. It's, you know, why why are you going after people who. He does not represent you and me. Most of the people listen to this podcast. When was the last time you spent $50,000 to go on a hunt? Do half of you even make fifty thousand? When's the in last here? time you went to an anti-hunter or an animal activist page and talked shit to everyone on that page? You probably never have because we're just doing our own thing. They're the ones coming after us. Mm-hmm. Get off it. Educate yourself about conservation and hunting and what we're about. We're good people. They, you know, and, and I want I want to go into where I was going with the trophy hunting thing because I think it's super important and everyone is. that's listening to this already knows they already know. Well, but just Kurt, in case Kurt, someone's looking for you fuel, can't get it up because you want to trophy hunt or you just like trophy hunt. Well, it's like okay, they want to ask do you trophy hunt. Yeah, I do trophy hunt, and then it's like on TV, like The View or something. Golly, they want to talk about trophy hunting, whatever. 
all that really is is I'm waiting for a bigger animal. Young deer or young whatever animal, fill in the blank, they're not record books typically. The old mature animal is. Wouldn't you much rather, if I'm going to kill something, shoot the older mature trophy animal rather than the young one? I'd rather yeah, let kill the women and children go. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. like, I would rather kill an animal that's lived his life, and they're harder to kill, which it's more fun. You know, I mean, mature does. They're great. No antlers. Still a great trophy. You get to bring home that meat. Whatever. Anyway, trophy hunting, all of this is being selective. You're killing older animals that have lived a longer life, and you're almost doing them a favor because... Mother Nature, and I'm full of it this episode, Mother Nature can be a bitch. And if she's going to take you out, it's not going to be fun. If you want to uh, understand why shooting big, mature bucks is doing them a favor, do this. If, if Look at their teeth. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Look at their teeth. You know, they, do you think that just, just look at a mature buck's teeth or even a mature doe. If you can shoot a mature doe, you're... You can kill anything. Yeah. But look at their teeth. They cannot chew anything, and if you can't eat anything, pretty soon you essentially starve to death because now you can't really grind up... If you don't have yeah. teeth... I mean, if you're no... at five and a half, or their teeth are getting low, and that's old for a buck, and... Yeah, you're not... Damn. They're not getting dentures, and it's not... And and if you don't think that that hunters actually help help the the deer population grow bigger and stronger, which is what everybody wants, maybe not everybody, maybe everybody just doesn't want them to get shot. But the herd, the the deer herd overall is stronger. Start looking at how much bigger deer are getting now, and oh. how and like look at the, the start seeing some of the Pope and Young scores. And hey, this is a good point too for those people. Uh, I work with Mark Reif at uh, Creative Critters, and he said a lot of the big bucks that they come in in November and at the end of season, like the big mature bucks, and he'll skin them out, are full around their eyes and in their nose and around their antler bases, are full of pus, and they're infected from getting in fights with uh, younger, stronger bucks or just another big buck, just getting gouged and gored, like bucks with their eyes have been gouged out. That The winter would have killed them, no doubt. Um, my dad killed a buck a few years ago, that the skin around the base of his antler, it was separated from the from fighting, was separated from the antler burr, and you could see down in it, and it was all just milky pus in there. And this deer's back legs, you could tell he was getting so old that he had been gouged by another buck chasing him off, and his legs were swollen. My dad said when he was walking, he was like all stiff-legged. And it's just... That's no way to. Yeah, the, you don't want to. You're suffering. You're an old man suffering in the cold at that point. You would never let your grandpa yeah, these, out in the cold to die. You'd and, do something about it. And the, these deer are in misery, and you know the way they're going out is you've lived your life. You're now suffering, and a guy who enjoys the hunt sees you, decides that you're the one, shoots you, is so proud of the life that you lived. Hangs you up on his wall, uses that meat, feeds his family, shares with his family about there's only certain times we can take these bucks, but we want to let them grow. Like there, there's no, I don't think there's any whitetail hunter that that's sitting there. that's like, oh, I can't wait to shoot fawns. You know, yeah. When when you talk about trophy hunting with with bucks, 
Yeah, they, they keep calling it trophy hunting over in Africa because, you know, they, they think that people just want to shoot a lion to shoot a lion. It's and maybe la- some it's, do. It's ignorance lab- labeling. is Exactly. What it is. But I'm not saying that maybe some don't. <clears throat> but you know what? I got to stand with, with my people. But for for people in the Midwest, people, you know. Either way, they're paying, uh, and that money goes somewhere. That's a Yeah, pain. that money it's, does go somewhere. It's but, a benefit. But uh, for us, we want to wait. We'll, we'll pass up deer and not shoot them. Let them live their life a couple more years before we want to take them. Um, that's it. You know, that's just our two cents. Rolling on, rolling on. We kind of been talking. We kind of went on a rant this episode. That's okay, though. Uh, there's a website called WideOpenSpaces.com. Um, good outdoor website. They also, I believe they also have a podcast, but we're not affiliated with them. But anyway, good props to them for the website. Um, they had a good song, too. A good song, huh? Yeah. They sing that Dickies, Dixie Chicks song, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Flip it around. You know what I'm talking about. Um, we'll kind of run through this. Uh, this is 10 facts to share with anti-hunters. Um, and this is just good facts to know anyway. Um, not Not necessarily to the anna hunters um actually a lot of people theodore roosevelt was a big hunter what are you, what are you laughing about i'm trying to get through this because we're we're <laughs> we're, we're, we're super pressed on time no now. i know if you give anti hunters facts like they don't care no they don't. like because it doesn't fit their agenda or their argument so who cares anyway i was gonna talk about theodore roosevelt no but, go ahead i want to no, read um, that read that to me avid hunter Theodore Roosevelt created our national forests and grasslands and forever protected 230 million acres for wildlife and the public to use and enjoy. Still, he killed one deer. It doesn't matter. Not enough. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and a, this is something – this is great right here. An 11% tax on guns, ammo, and bows and arrows generates $371 million a year, million a year for conservation. Um, one deer died – or one lion died. Not enough. No, no. no. Not enough. Um Hunting supports 680,000 jobs from game wardens to waitresses, biologists to motel clerks. Doesn't matter. No. One lion died. Not enough. Yep. There you go. Um, Doesn't matter. Through state license and fees, hunters pay $796 million a year for conservation programs. Still one lion died. They pay $796 million to kill animals. Yeah. Not yeah. worth it. Yeah. No, not worth it. Um, it's... Basically, this is obvious, the best form of eating organic is hunting. Uh, Nosler, this is great. Nosler said it best, eat organic, shoot Nosler. Way to throw your thing in there. Doesn't matter. You're a murderer. Um, Where are we at here? Sport hunting in Zambia, and I hate that word sport hunting because it's not. Yeah, it's it's not really a sport because no one's running. Well, Um, a couple are, but. Sport hunting in Zambia. Provides 143 tons of meat to rural villages with an estimated value of $600,000. Doesn't matter. They're people. They're not lions. We don't care about them. Okay. All right. One lion died worth. One lion dying is a thousand people could die and I wouldn't be upset. And then uh, number 10, I, I kind of like to throw this in here. At the end of the day, I'll never apologize for being a hunter. Eva Shaki. Um, Eva Shaki, the unicorn, married, no longer exists to me. She's a murderer. Uh, yeah. She's uh, <laughs> a murderer. Murdered, murdered too many animals. Doesn't care. Don't there's care. A, there's another great link on here. On uh, I like the way we ran through that. That was great. Um, <laughs> Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Great organization. I'm not they a member of it, but I, I should be. <laughs> um, org. Uh, 25 reasons why hunting is conservation. It's murder. Um, in 1907, only 41,000 elk remained in North America. Thanks to the money and hard work invested by hunters to restore and conserve habitat, today there are 
more than a million. Well, there wouldn't have been four hundred and forty-one thousand had had those murderers not murdered so much. There you go. Okay, honey. <laughs> it doesn't matter that their numbers grew to a million more than it was originally. Yeah, because things died to make that better. Murderers. Um, I'm trying to find here. They all start the same way. Um, yeah, seven hundred ninety-six million a year for conservation program through state and license fees. I wonder if these are That's the same murder as the other money. One. Yeah, murder money. Um, I guess this is from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Through donations through them, hunters add four hundred forty million a year to conservation efforts. I'm sure that's like a total between like Boone and Crockett, Pope and Young Club, and uh, that's murder White. money. Yeah, murder money. <laughs> um, hunters actually requested an eleven percent tax on guns um, because they knew that it would cover up the murder for the murders. <laughs> Oh, dude, I just love that you're just, just being exactly how it is. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you didn't want to get in Jimmy Kimmel, but he said exactly what every anti-hunter says. Oh, well, I guess he can't get it up, he can't get What uh, if he actually had ED, and now you're making fun of a disability? What kind of people are you? Reason number 20, why hunting is conservation. Deer collisions kill 200 motorists and cost $10 billion a year. Those Ima- are all murderers. Imagine those costs without hunting. Say that again, I was in my own world. Deer collisions kill 200 motorists and cost $10 billion a year. That's what they get for running into such a majestic beast. Imagine costs without hunting. It'd probably be triple that. No, it wouldn't be that because if, if hunters didn't murder deer, they wouldn't have to cross roads. Deer would get smarter and know not to walk in the they, roads. They would know. If we didn't have roads, <laughs> deer wouldn't get hit on them. Which is actually uh, a legitimate argument. Yeah, if we didn't have people, deer wouldn't. Yeah, so I, I get, I get it. It's a legitimate argument, but. <laughs> um, hunter numbers are down right now, according to this. Good. Um, while hunter spending for conservation is up. Explain Make those murderers pay the yeah. ultimate price. Yeah, murderers. <laughs> red rum. Um, red rum. Oh my god! I can't even. I might. I just skipped through that. We'll put these links. No, come on. Read a couple more. Read a couple more. Um, you just want to keep it going. Uh, yeah, I do. Right now. Um, I'm trying to go. We've kind of already touched on. Well, no, we haven't. Um, yeah. Okay. So, with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, help restore wild elk herds in six states and provinces. Without see. people, they would have been in all states. There wouldn't be provinces people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hunting is conversa- conservation. As society loses its ties to wildlife and conservation, the bonds with nature formed by hunting are the greatest hope for creating the next generation of true conservationists. Wow. I'm like Not thirsty, and that was hard to get out. Murderers. Red rum. Um, financial info via America's Sporting Heritage, fueling the American economy uh, January 2013. Those and, numbers aren't true. They're not in the Huffington Post. And hunting in America, an economic force for conservation, January, January 2013. Not true. This is an Onion article. <laughs> might as well be, right? <laughs> yeah, might as well be. <laughs> yeah, if you guys, and, and if you can't take away from our jokingness and sometimes our radicalness, which would be a radical if I wasn't liberal, I guess. I don't know. Well, like, get... that, that's not even a thing anymore either. Like, 
Like, if I could say one thing, stop bringing politics into hunting. Just it's leave kind, it alone. And, yeah, in a way, though, it's kind of a necessary thing, but it's... Well, yeah. I, I see I see what you're saying. Um, unfortunately, it is. And we talked about this with uh, with Nick Munt. You know, when you got all these Ducks Unlimited and Whitetails Unlimited, and we'll talk about this, there should not be a need for any of these organizations, but the problem is there is. Now, I want you to look deep into your soul. I want you to look deep in the eight ball of your soul and, and think about... Because that's where all the answers are. That's how I make all my financial decisions. Should I buy this new truck? Shake, shake, shake. Maybe later. All right. Yeah. What would your grandfather think of a dead lion? Like, that was a generation that those guys did get some stuff. I'm not saying they're the greatest generation, but we're at a point in, in, in our lives now where if you're a hunter, how bad of a person you are. But but we're, we were listening to this. Uh, we're listening to this song, me and Kurt were today. And uh, we were watching the video for Nate Hose, Hosey. I, I can't pronounce his name. The Real Tree song. The Real Tree song. Yeah, he's from uh, Headhunters TV. But, you know, he's just like, you know, you look at this video and it it epitomizes everything that the hunting culture is. It's all about family, having a good time, treating others right. You know, I, I get it. You're going to have some bad apples in an apple tree, but... Hunters are the the best people. They're, they're, you guys listen. You guys know if you're listening to this podcast right now, you guys are the greatest people on the planet. Number one, because you listen to such a fantastic podcast. But number two, because you guys are into the hunting lifestyle. You understand. You work so hard year round just for three, four months. And. With no guaranteed payoff, you know, but you want to you want to provide the most the, the healthiest meat for your family, and that's that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah, you want to shoot that big buck, but you're going to eat that big buck. We we ranted this episode. We did. That's and, okay though. But it needed to happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we we're kind of all over the board. This was fun though. Um, we're getting t- to the end of our ropes here, uh, for this episode, but. Being the last, uh, I think we should address this so people know what's up, our regular listeners. Thank you. Um, we're into August, September. A lot of guys' hunting seasons are starting um, here in a few weeks. Um, September, even, um, a lot of deer seasons, even in the Midwest, are going to be open up mid-September. Um, we're going to be doing, we're going to continue to do, actually, we're probably going to be doubling it up. We're going to try to do um, two no, a week. we tried to do the past two weeks, but. It's just with our schedules, we're all working. That's why Eric and Logan are, you know, they're gone. They're working overtime, doing whatever, living their lives, and we're the only bums that are able to do a podcast on a weekly well, basis. Well, I had stuff to do, but I put it off because uh, our fans are the greatest people on the planet. And but, I just want, again, I want right. to thank you guys for uh, that. Um, but basically, we're going to try and do, we got a lot of guests lined up and a lot of things we're, we want to squeeze in because it's going to be really hard to do during bow season because we're going to be busy. Um, once bow season opens, we're going to be probably every Friday night. It's going to be the only time that we're going to, have time between going hunting and then coming back and then doing an hour podcast and then having to get up really early for work. So we're yeah, gonna, I'm just gonna crash here on those nights. Yeah, that's fine. We'll get up and go hunting. Um, so we'll we'll still we're still gonna do them weekly. We're gonna try and get um the guests that we have scheduled in before hunting season. Um, that way because they're gonna be on the road doing their thing, and I doubt it's gonna be hard to get a hold of people for an hour a night when they're in the <laughs> yeah. middle of nowhere. You know, um, you're you're filming a TV show, plus you're in the middle of hunting season. It's it's just not a 
We'll we'll have some guests, I'm sure, here and there, but it's going to be few and far between. But we'll have a, it'll it'll be a lot. Um, there'll be a lot more to cover with the hunting season going on, and uh, just kind of what we're dealing with and what everyone's dealing with in the Midwest with the hunting season. And maybe we'll have some listeners call in and we'll talk about what's going on in their neck of the woods and uh, just kind of give people an update. Um, next yeah. week, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I'm just I, I was telling people, feel free to email us like. You know it's not that hard for us to to give you a shout out. Like if you want something to be said, or an idea for a topic, or or, or say you disagree with us. If you disagree with us, we we'll put you on the, the show. Type of people that will listen. Yeah. If you if you have a legitimate disagreement with anything that we've said, let's bring it up because as yeah, we'll talk about. We'll put you on an episode. We'll put you on. Yeah, because let's talk about it. If you disagree with something that we said, because maybe you could better us. We're all for it. We want to be better. Or we could better you. What we do. Or we could better you. And if anyone has any like connection with anything we talked about um, in a positive or negative way, like we were saying, just hit us up. We'll talk about it. Um, next week, we actually have – I'm hoping it works out. It's going to be weird because everyone's got a different schedule all the time. And we're flexible, so we're always moving our schedules around, which probably isn't a good thing, but it is what it is. We have three podcast episodes scheduled for next week. Um, next week, Daryl Martin from uh, White Tales Unlimited. Um, the, he's the Illinois chapter, right? I believe. I don't know exactly. We'll find out more. We'll talk to him. Yeah, about- we want to talk to him, and, and, and we'll we'll express some of the things that you know we we want to talk about. I mean, that's going to be a pretty heavy, you know. So send in your questions if if you've got any. Questions, comments, or concerns. I mean, because mm-hmm. those guys are, are you know, at, at the forefront of making sure that you have land to hunt and deer to hunt. Yeah. And apparently it has to go through Congress, which we have our uh, disagreements with, but, you know. Also, next week we have uh, a, a young man that goes by the name of Joshua Carney. Um, he goes, his name's like Son of the South is what he goes by. He's, they call him like the natural caller. He He's a real unique character real unique personality um not what you <laughs> not what you'd expect um, no but you gotta look him up on social media i think it's at son of the south i believe on like instagram and yeah, from, whatever from what i've read like this dude's gotten a really incredible story apparently you know he uh we'll, we'll get into this into yeah. the story but i just want to say from the looks of him he's a liberal's nightmare which is great <laughs> he is is he not though yeah he is follow his instagram it's it's hilarious he's a character and he's a stud too man and you we'll, we'll dig into he's, him. He's a bit of a stud, yeah. I, I, I dude, I, his Instagram oh, I, is my daily pleasure. Yeah, I seen him shooting a hundred yards, and I'll, he is in a wheelchair and shooting a hundred yards with a regular compound. <laughs> stud, the guy puts in work. We'll talk to him. We'll see what he's all about. Get his background, his story, what's up for him because he does these natural calls with his voice, turkey calls, goose calls. He can do it all. It's a really cool story. Um, I seen him at ATA a couple of years ago, and he was the buzz of the archery trade show. Um, And then also next week, to top off our week of podcasting, um, we are scheduled to, I'm hoping this works out, because I know it's going to be a busy day for those guys that are at the Bone Shed. Yeah. Um, So I'm hoping we can squeeze it in. We have one on the schedule. The Bone Shed in Ottawa? Ottawa, Illinois, yeah, the uh, the Bone Shed, which... um... If you uh, if you heard T Bone and uh, I think Nick Munt kind of touched yeah. on it, uh, so did uh, our buddy Clint. It's it's the bone it's the bone collector's main office, and we're about maybe an hour and forty five minutes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna go up there and we're gonna uh, podcast with uh, Tim. Tim, how, is it Kit Knitz? Tim Kitts. 
Tim Kitts. I always want to say it backwards. I always do too. But from what we've heard and and you know just various emails, apparently this guy's like the nicest. Yeah, I talked to him on the phone. On nicest the guy. So uh, we're super excited about that. You know, we we won't be here at the uh, Bucketorium, but we'll be on the road it, at then, the Bone Shed. We're, we're hoping it all works out. You know, it's going to be a hectic day for those guys. It's an open house, so he's going to have people. I'm sure running in and out all over the place. So yeah, and he's going to have like vendors and uh, representatives from various companies. I mean, it's a it's a very well to do shop. So we'll see. We're going to at least try and squeeze in thirty minutes because uh, yeah, after that, then I have to hit the road and I'm. Coming back out of retirement now. I retirement. I, yeah, I'm not gonna say retirement. I uh, I did I, I do stand up comedy. I say do because uh, I haven't done it since we started this podcast. But uh, I'm in a comedy competition. So anyone who's local, uh, be on the lookout for that. That's August 15th down there in Rock Island, um, Rock Town. Anyone that wants to fly in, I wouldn't suggest it because. You know, you're not that good. Not really that good. <laughs> but okay. yeah, I got I got asked to do it, and uh, you know, I did a roast a couple weeks ago for a buddy of mine, and I thought it was appropriate. So maybe I'll rock some uh, working glass bow hunter gear, and there you go. Okay, well, we're getting to the, right to the end here. Um, we do have shirts available. Um, they say "Go shoot your bow" on the front, appropriately, and yes. the logo on the back, working class bow hunter. Hit us up on social media. We can try and get you one of those. Oh. Oh, Real I quick. want to tell you guys about this. Uh, it's it's wasted, or not wasted, but so much of my time has been taken up. Dude, go check out CarbonTV.com. Again, we're not sponsored by these these people, but, dude. Great free outdoor <laughs> like, television. Free outdoor television. You get, like, Heartland Bowhunter. Uh, uh, you get uh, Buck Commander. My new favorite, Red Arrow TV. Great show. I can't get enough of it. Uh, Jeff Boxworthy shows on there. And they do they do more than than you know hunting and uh, they do some some comedy stuff so go go check that out go sign up send them your money keep it going <laughs> all right that's it. that's all I gotta say thanks for listening guys uh, hopefully you'll hear our sweet sweet voices next week three times three times next week we sure hope um, Boom. you guys have a good week hey and in the meantime go shoot your bow yeah. later guys thanks. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.